My name is Nick Hatton, and welcome back to another episode of the PS Plus, Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now, on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe each week speaks to other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a wide array of topics. Here on this podcast, the PS Plus, we cover more focused topics in a series format. And today we're going to continue to move through the current series that we've been in for some time now, focused on the topic of biblical finance. This is our eighth episode in that series. So let's go ahead and dive back into the Word of God right now and find out more about how it is that God desires for His people to be interacting with their money on a daily basis. So I'll start off this episode by saying that we are nearing the end of this PS Plus series on biblical finance. We've got two episodes left to get through, and including this one that you're listening to right now. So it makes a lot of sense to me that one of the two closing episodes in this series should be focused on the topic of application. I believe this to be the case because up until this point, We've gathered a lot of information on all topics and principles related to biblical finances that we see throughout Scripture. Now, for a believer that gathers information from Scripture and does nothing to apply it to their own lives, well, for them, that makes Scripture about as useful as a TED Talk. And we don't want that to be the case. James chapter 1, verse 25 tells us this. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And this is the very idea that we want to keep in mind as we talk about planning for the use of finances in today's episode. So we should ask ourselves some questions. How do we make the use of our finances align with scripture? How do we make the way we manage our finances biblical? How can we take all of what we've touched on over the last few months and make it a reality in our lives that actually glorifies the Lord as we use our finances and the resources that he's provided for us? Well, the answer to all of these questions is that we have to plan for it. We have to make plans to use our finances that way. So before anything else gets said in this morning's episode, I do want to start out by saying that planning for things, for stuff, and for outcomes is biblical action for any of us to be taking as believers in Jesus Christ. Now, there are certainly things that we can't plan for exactly in life. Unexpected things do happen, such as sicknesses, natural disasters, pandemics, the sudden loss of a job, car problems, things do pop up in our ability to calculate risk as humans, well, it can only take us so far. Unless, of course, we become absolutely obsessed with all the potential outcomes for all potential situations in life, but for a person who lives and thinks that way, it would be very difficult for them to argue that they are not operating with the spirit of fear. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 tells us this, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. 
So God tells us in this verse that fear should not be a Christian's motivation for anything, let alone planning for things. So as we think about financial planning and our considerations for doing so, we should remove fear from the table. That should not be something that we go into our planning with. Now, another interesting thing about this very verse, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, is we see the words sound mind show up here. And they don't show up like they do in this verse in any other verse throughout the King James Bible. So if you look up the definition of that phrasing of words in this verse, you find out they actually are defined as meaning self-control and moderation. Okay, so what we find out in doing this study is that the Spirit, which indwells all who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ, is not motivated by fear, but rather characteristics such as self-control and moderation. So let's remember that. And now let's go look at another verse, Proverbs 16, verse 3 which says this, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Now in this verse we see the word commit, which can mean several things throughout Scripture, two of which are to trust and to seek occasion. With some further study, we find out that the word thoughts, which we see in this proverb as well, is defined as meaning plans. So this is a verse about planning. So with these definitions in mind, what we read in this verse is actually this idea that says something to the effect of to seek occasion with what you do, thy works, or to trust what you do, thy works, unto the Lord will allow your plans to be established according to his guidance. Now, one more verse we'll look at here before we make our point is Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, which tells us this, A man's heart deviseth his own way, but the Lord directeth his steps. So connecting the previous two verses with this verse here, the point I'm getting at is that God has given us a spirit that includes characteristics such as self-control and moderation. So these are characteristics that should be expressed through a believer's life. We also see that if we seek an occasion for the Lord in what we do and what we plan to do before we actually do it, well, if we are trusting those works unto him, if we seek him first with all that we do, with the time that we have on earth, our plans for things, finances included, can be established in such a way that the Lord will be directing our steps. And if the steps we take are directed by God, well, then the steps that we take will bring Him glory as the characteristics of His Spirit are expressed. And if that is what's being expressed, well, when it comes to finances and just about every other matter of life that we plan for, the chances of a man's untrustworthy heart devising his own way becomes a lot slimmer. So to summarize everything I've said here, godly planning allows for self-control and the Lord's guidance to be seen in any circumstance. If we were to generalize a little bit, 
and make a statement about how the world and Christians alike plan for and use their money in the modern day, we would be able to say something to the effect of people react to their finances on an unplanned daily basis. The allocation of their income is driven by and based on emotions and in-the-moment rationale, oftentimes related to fear, excitement, or comparison. A Christian's planning for their finances to the rest of the world should reveal that their steps and actions were directed by the Lord. It should look different from what we see in the world. And what should be produced in a Christian's life because of their obedience to have a plan for their finances is, again, self-control and moderation, not panic and intemperance. Now, the most practical way for anyone to create a plan for their finances is by completing a budget, which would be the process of creating a spending plan to manage income. And again, what that allows someone to do is determine in advance whether they will have enough money to do the things they need or want to do. A more straightforward definition for the word budgeting is simply this, the balancing of income against expenses. That's the definition. Income being money that a household or individual brings into their spending pool, as opposed to expenses being items and services that cost or remove money from their spending pool. So I'll very quickly point out, budgets are very helpful in how they provide a household or an individual with a holistic perspective on how money is being spent. Really, they are direct ways for people to take account of themselves. And I know that doesn't exactly sound like fun, but what it does do is it holds for the budgeter the better outcome for their financial situation. Now, oftentimes, the tougher pill to swallow in this process of budgeting is having the curtains pulled back on some of the ungodly ways that people may be living when it comes to the management of their finances. Earnestly working through a budget will help someone, though, who wants to know the truth about their finances pretty quickly find out whether or not this area of their lives aligns with Scripture. So don't be afraid to complete a financial budget if you know you need to. And an important thing to point out along with that is that it's not enough to just have a mental budget that's completed in your mind when it comes to planning for your finances. That typically doesn't let your plan play out the way that it should have when it was initially thought up. Scripture would actually lead us to, to know and understand as believers that God doesn't just want us to come up with plans in our mind. The Bible actually clearly teaches that we should be writing our plans down, that there is actually wisdom in getting our plans out of our minds and translated into a version that is both viewable and reviewable. And this would be the case for our budgets as well. So something that we're going to touch on uh, going forward in this episode is we're going to cover three biblical reasons for writing out our plans. The first reason being this, writing down your plan gives clarity for that plan in your mind. 
And this is important because when we have clarity in our minds for something that we're planning to do, ambiguity to go off track gets eliminated. It gets removed. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says this, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. So what's literally being talked about in this section of scripture is the importance for a prophet of God to take action to write down the vision he's been given. Again, for the sake of avoiding different types of ambiguity. To avoid making mistakes and allowing corruption to easily seep into plans that we've only otherwise thought up in our minds. Wisdom says to get our plans written out so we can clarify and reduce our plans to certainty. We should make the plans plainly known and plainly preservable. An example of this, was it not the written words, the plan and permission of King Cyrus that allowed mighty men of God like Zerubbabel, Ezra, and Nehemiah to, to carry out the reconstruction of Jerusalem? It was that written decree from the king that allowed all the attempts of the enemy to corrupt and create ambiguity in God's plan to fall by the wayside. And again, that's because it was made plain upon the tables. This same practical thing can be true of your finances when you write your budget out. Now, the second reason for writing out plans is this. Writing out your plan gives you vision for the future. As we know, vision is very important for believers to have. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says this, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I'd like to keep this point practical, so I'll use some personal experience as an example. But over the last several years, sort of as a side ministry, I've been helping mostly younger people who are just a few years into being solely responsible for the management of their finances, create first-time budgets for themselves. And as I do this, time after time, I've seen a very similar scenario play out where the budget is completed and there, there appears to be relatively large portions of income for these individuals that cannot be accounted for. They don't know where that portion of their income is, and they don't know where it's gone. I've heard multiple people say something to the effect of, hey, I don't understand how based off all my income and my current expenses, my budget right here is saying that I should have nearly $1,500 left over each month because I've never not lived paycheck to paycheck. And I'm not putting any money into savings, and I'm not investing, so where is that $1,500 and, and where has it been? And the answer to this scenario and to that question is, is nearly always this. You've been spending your income without any vision, without any plan, and without any law for your income. And now your written budget has, has shown you just that and you're not happy about it. And as, God, as God's word reveals to us in Proverbs 29, 18, this is an example of what can easily happen when we do not shepherd what God has entrusted to us with diligence. If a shepherd is not giving clear direction to their flock of sheep, that flock is going to scatter about the land and go missing. 
and the same is true of our finances. There is no reason, if we know plainly the vision for our finances, that we shouldn't actually be able to account for nearly every dollar we spend. God has given us all of what he's given us to leverage it for his glorification, not to lose track of it above all else. Now, the third thing and the final reason for writing out our plans that we'll be going over is this. Writing out your plans solidifies your plan so you follow it. Ezekiel chapter 43 verse 11 says this, And if they be ashamed of all that they have done, show them the form of the house, and the fashion thereof, and the goings out thereof, and the comings in thereof, and all the forms thereof, and all the ordinances thereof, and all the forms thereof, and all the laws thereof, and write it in their sight, that they may keep the whole form thereof, and all the ordinances thereof, and do them. So to really simplify what's going on here in this verse, God is using Ezekiel to remind the Israelites of the way they defiled his house, the temple. And after doing that, he says, if they're ashamed about what they've been reminded of, and also of how gracious I am with them in light of what they've done, tell them that they don't have to be. Because there's a new plan that's being set in place and that is being established And I want you to show them every aspect of that plan and write it down in their sight because going forward, this is what they'll act according to. And I am with them in that plan. God knows that writing down a plan provides clarity and needed vision for his people. But he also knows that without clarity and vision, there is a pretty good chance that we are not going to do the things that we say we are going to do. And if we're honest about the nature of our old man that still exists within each of us, then we likely know that to be true of ourselves also. God gave his creation the entirety of scripture in a written format so that we could understand his plan for his kingdom and so that we can understand his will for our lives. He's given it it to us plainly and he has commanded us to follow it accordingly while rightly dividing it along the way. And in that, there is no better example of the truth that God is pro-writing out plans for the sake of keeping things on track. The final point I'll make in this episode is this. You cannot fully serve God in your finances without a written plan for them. Without vision for how to steward what God has given to his people, his people will not effectively serve God with what he's given them. Here and there, maybe. And it'll be hard not to pat ourselves on the back when we feel as though we've done just with what belongs to the Lord. But the thing is, God does not ask for here and there from his people. He asks for here and now and before and after. So believer, is it time for you to create a plan for your finances that will better enable you to glorify God with the resources that he's given you? In doing so, you'd be taking another step towards prioritizing the Lord and his will over your life as you walk in the spirit according to scripture. And on that note, 
we're going to conclude this episode of PS Plus. Join us two Wednesdays from now for our next and final episode in this series, where we will be closing out with a conversation focused on the topic of monetary contentment. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you next time. Take care.